Timing is everything. One minute past uh, 11 o'clock set off time, and here we go with today's uh, live webinar where we're discussing you know, timing is everything uh, for expats with dividend savings and capital gains, as well as income, living and working abroad. Um, th there's quite a broad issue that we want to look at, and, uh, <clears throat> and we'll do a deep dive into that uh, today to, to try and understand what the advantages are of, of being able to um, have a, a situation where you can use the timing of the tax year to your advantage to maximize your savings. Now we all know that um, when we're, if we're operating as a contractor or if we're operating um, as, as a business in the UK, the timing of what you do uh, in, in terms of paying dividends, paying income, paying bonuses, uh, can have a material impact on the amount of income that you uh, and, and tax that you pay. So dividend there's been a lot of changes in IR35 in the last few years in the UK. We're not here to discuss that at, at, at this event. What, what we are looking at is just the general timing thing. So we're assuming that you've got to, you could use your own company either as a personal service company for IT uh, for contracting or as a, um, a it's your own business and you can time dividends and interest and, and, and other payments uh, to, to yourself or your family or your employees uh, <clears throat> and, and for expats. Um, so first of all, let's look at dividends. In the UK, uh, dividend tax is slightly lower. Now, it's going up from April 22. So it's, it's been 7.5% at a basic rate, uh, going up to 32.5% a, a high rate. Now, it's going up by 1.5%, uh, 1.25% this year uh, at, at all the different rate bands. So we've got a personal allowance of... of 12,570, I'm going to use 12 and a half as the uh, a round figure for this talk rather than to overcomplicate the numbers. So it's about 12 and a half for the personal allowance, no tax, and it's 20% up to 50,000. And then it's 40% up to 150,000 and over that it's 45%. So when you're paying dividends, You've got an additional allowance of 2,000 in addition to the 12 and a half, and then you're paying 7.5% if you're a basic rate taxpayer, or um, it, it rises at, at the different levels um, to the new rate of 33.5 or, or 39.35 if you're on the additional rate, so that the rate that you're paying uh, depends upon your basic rate tax for those dividends. So if you're, um, but the thing about dividends is that it's movable income. So it's not income that, that is, is uh, designed for um, uh, and, and fixed to where it's paid. So if you're carrying out the economic activity in the UK and you're a tax resident in the UK and you're paying the dividend in the UK, it's taxable in the UK. But if you're an expat living and working abroad, the dividend is taxed in the jurisdiction in which you are um, tax resident. So if you're not doing the, the work from the country um, uh, 
where the company is paying the, ta- uh, the dividend from, then that dividend becomes movable income. So it becomes taxable in your country of location. So you've got a tax status which only taxes worldwide income, uh, local income and not worldwide income. You've got a tax status where there's a zero rate on uh, dividend income as a movable income. The expat can, can pay less tax. So you could pay 0%. So uh, a Cyprus tax resident expat, expat, whether they're living in Cyprus uh, permanently and working from Cyprus or whether they're a nomad based in Cyprus, um, any dividends they receive from an overseas company is taxed in Cyprus at 0%. So an, an on-dom expat pays 0% tax on dividends and that's unlimited. So um, a, a, a UK, a, an expat from a UK company could earn 100,000 in dividends while a tax wasn't in Cyprus or another jurisdiction and not pay any uh, dividend tax in the UK because it, it, their work is done abroad, it's paid to the tax beneficiary who's legally taxed in another jurisdiction. Okay, now the thing about the timing there is that you have to be tax resident before that dividend is paid and you have to pay the dividend within a tax year. So it, it, there are issues there for, for consideration. So if you've got income and you're paying dividends and you're going expat, then you need to have your tax resident established, your residency permits, your visas, your tax resident established and in place before you pay that dividend. Uh, and that obviously is then constrained by the tax year end. Uh, so if you can have a, a retained profit and you're not forced to distribute the profit, then you could hold on on that dividend and, and until you have uh, the tax status sufficient to receive that dividend without zero tax. Um, <clears throat> now, thinking that through, if you're an expat that's tax resident and has some dividend tax liability abroad, then you might you might consider it, it slightly differently as well. So the if you're in a calendar tax year and you, you pay the dividend uh, in, uh, let, let's say, January, February, March, in the first quarter, then uh, that could be paid out and, and it's taxed in that current year. Um, but it, it could still be a, a tax deductible, um, a, sorry, a, a, a dividend that's recorded in the UK accounts of, of that company uh, before the end of the, the current tax year. So it gives you an option to, to make payments out uh, as dividends before the end of that tax year. Uh, with split years, you've then got other options as well, but we're going to look at the timing with regard to split year at next Wednesday's live webinar. Just think that one through. Um, <clears throat> as long as your company year-end allows and you can make that dividend distribution um, uh, payable within the, the calendar year, then it's taxed in that calendar year. So with the expat and the tax resident abroad, even if the, the, the dividend is deferred, uh, you might relocate in the middle of the tax year as long as the dividend is deferred and paid um, after the tax registration 
uh, and before the end of the tax year, it could be counted as tax for the, for the overseas period uh, of tax residence. And in Cyprus, that is zero for expats. <clears throat> in other jurisdictions, there might be no, no local tax on that, or there might be a, a reduced rate, um, depending upon what, what your liability is in the UK. If you're going expat in the current year, then obviously you could pay your 2000 without getting taxed in the UK, for example. Um, so if you've got a property rental company in the UK um, <clears throat> and, you want, and you're tax resident in the UK, you could use your allowance before going expat uh, to, to take that extra 2000 uh, tax free. Um, uh, and uh, as a way of getting additional benefits and, and with a lower tax rate. So that's another consideration to bear in mind there. So with, with dividend taxes going up, um, uh, expats uh, of um, uh, relocating from the UK can enjoy lower rates of dividend tax going forward for their contracting company or their nomad business. And, if you want to know more on that, on that timing issue and getting that relocation done, contact us at, at productpartnership.com. Uh, <clears throat> this goes as well, though, for investors. So if you've uh, got an investment portfolio that's paying dividends, that, those dividend timings uh, are also applied. So if you uh, relocate abroad, uh, to live off dividends um, uh, from an investment uh, plan, those dividends, again, they're, they're movable income. So as you go expat, if you, uh, as long as you've got a tax resident, a legitimate tax resident before the dividend is paid, that then becomes a, a tax-free payment to you. Um, going on to the next stage, we, we want to look at interest. <clears throat> interest um, paid, um, uh, to you uh, on, on a loan. We're not talking about royalties or uh, 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 other sort of commercial incomes at the moment. That's a separate issue uh, that we can cover in a different event. I'm talking about interest from bank interest, from investment interest or, or, or loan interest you might receive. Again, that's movable income. So it depends upon where you're relocated at the time and, and where you want the tax deduction to take place. So um, if, you're, um, if your corporation, if your business or your family trust uh, is paying the interest, uh, or, then the, the timing can be managed to use, utilize the two overlaps of a UK and a calendar year uh, tax, um, uh, tax year end differences. So you can make a payment in the first quarter of the calendar year before the end of the UK tax year on the 5th of April. And then another one can be made at the end of April. Within the, the two, within six months, the two payments could be made and they can both be uh, allocated to different UK tax years, but one overseas tax year. So if you've got a, 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 a plan for 2023 to, to relocate, again or return to the UK then it's possible to bring forward and have a number of different uh, payments of interest in a year to, to maximize your lower tax income whether that's 
zero or whether that's a, a reduced rate or whether it's a non-remitted uh, worldwide income tax basis that you might get in somewhere like Portugal. So again, Cyprus for expats has zero percent interest. So if you've got a big loan that's paying interest to you or a, an investment portfolio of corporate bonds that's paying high interest rate, in Cyprus, an expat will pay 0% tax. Um, and, and the timing, you've got the two tax years and the overlaps, you've got the first quarter and, the, and, the, and then the remaining nine months of the year can allow you to receive two substantial payments uh, in one calendar year as an expat overseas on a calendar year a tax year. Uh, but, uh, but it's spread over two years in the UK, depending upon your arrangements. So with income, it's slightly different. I mean, most income is going to be taxed uh, at some point somewhere. So in certain jurisdictions, you can earn 0% uh, income tax from your earnings. So uh, again, the advantage there is to use the UK, depending on where the income is paid from. So paying um, the income from a, a, a UK-based business or company, um, it can be timed in such a way that, that you could, uh, if you've got the ability to manage it, you can make uh, income payments in the first quarter and the second quarter, if you've got a calendar year and a UK tax year entity to, to maximize your use of allowances. So anybody going new expat or, or returning to the UK could, could utilize a personal allowance in the first quarter and the second quarter. So an expat returning to the UK um, um, to take on a salary of, of, of let's say 6,000 a month, if they return to the UK in February 23, for example, um, or February 22, and, and they earn 12,000 um, between February and the end of March, as long as they can use a split year treatment, that would, that would be the sole income that would be taxable in the UK for that current tax year to 22, April 22 or April 23. And, and therefore, that, that's an extra use of the personal allowance by timing the return or the leaving from the UK <clears throat> to be cost effective. Now's the time that I wish I had a glass of water to hand, but I don't. Um, similarly, when you leave the UK, so if you've got a contract to leave the UK and you don't want to use a split year, there's an advantage for you not using a split year. We'll talk about that more next week. But if you've earned 12,000 from April 22, um, until the time that you leave the UK. Um, by registering that you've left the UK and earning no more money in the UK before April 23, you'll get any tax back at source that you've got on that, or you'll have no tax liability on that. So if you're self-employed and you leave the UK earning less than the, the personal allowance, 12,500 and, and 2,000 in dividends and 1,000 in interest, you will pay in April 23's tax return, no, no tax. Um, so it, it, timing is, is everything when you relocate from and to the UK, either in the first quarter or moving out in the second quarter. 
Uh, that's without the use of the split year. Split year complicates matters, and we're covering that in more detail in next week's webinar. Watch us then, or, or, or contact us at productpartnership.com. You can live chat to us and message us uh, from our, our, our website at productpartnership.com. We've got a retained client service that guides you and advises you throughout the year. Go along to productpartnership.com, click on live chat, register for our online service and, and consider subscribing as a retained client for free reviews, consultations and advice throughout the year. In the rest of the webinar, we're going to look at um, uh, capital gains. Just to finish off on income, uh, again, the, the income that you earn worldwide depends upon the jurisdiction that you're in. So some jurisdictions will, will have full rates of income tax, some will have flat rates of income tax, some will have personal allowances, some will have zero tax. So again, the timing of that and the organization of where the income comes from can make a big difference. So if you're in a, 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 an expat in a jurisdiction where there's, there's high income taxes, by using a personal service company or a contracting company that you control, you can reduce the amount of tax that you pay uh, and again, organizing that and the timing of that is, is essential, which is very, very true with capital gains. Now with capital gains, you've got a personal allowance each year um, <clears throat> as an individual. Uh, so if two or three people own a property, they've each got their own personal allowance. But the, any capital gain is after the personal allowance is taxable. <clears throat> and for this purpose, that there's two sides of the coin. All property in the UK is effectively subject to a capital gains uh, assessment, whether it's done to a corporation or as an individual. And again, that's a topic for a different uh, webinar. Um, and th that's not really avoidable um, unless you want to consider being a lower or high rate taxpayer when that capital gains is assessed. <clears throat> What, what I'm looking at here in this webinar is capital gains that you're making and the timing of those gains uh, on investments or business uh, sales. So you can get entrepreneurs relief when you retire and sell up your business uh, later on. But if you're going public or if you're going uh, uh, to, to sell the, the business in any way, um, then you've got a potential capital gains, but you can still save from that uh, by going expat. So with investments um, and uh, with share sale, including share sales um, and capital gains from crypto sales, um, if uh, they're held in the UK, then those gains are accessible in the UK. But if the, the beneficial owner of that gain is a tax resident overseas, uh, an expat uh, holding UK um, fixed capital gains on disposal. If they're crypto or investment or business share sales um, or investment share sales, then that capital gains tax can be deferred up to five years um, and, and beyond. Now, you used to be able to do this for property, uh, but you can't do that for property anymore. Um, and again, timing is everything on this. You have to um, 
as the Matalan uh, people found in, in the recent HMRC tax ruling. You have to be expat and tax resident in the year before you make the disposal. So if your public, if your company is being listed on the stock exchange, shares are being sold, or there's a private sold, or equity stakes are being sold, or you're selling your crypto, or you're selling your investment, you have to be expat and tax resident expat in the year before you start making the decisions for that disposal. You cannot plan the sale and, and then go abroad, register as expat, and then receive the money and not pay the tax. It, it doesn't work like that. So you have to take the decision to go expat. So if you're in the UK today, um, leave before the end of the tax year on the 5th of April, and then start making your arrangements to dispose of the, uh, uh, the, 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 the business or the crypto or the investments, okay? Um, if you're your investment advisor, your crypto holding, um, your shares selling, your lawyers, your accountants, they're all tax agents, they're all tax registered. If you've got correspondence and evidence that the HMRC could uncover to show that you were planning the disposal or it, not that you're thinking about it, that you actually, you've got an agreed sale before you go expat then your, your gain is potentially taxable in the UK and not avoidable. So that, that's the important thing. You have to leave the UK first. Leave the UK, then make your actions to sell. Whether you're listing the company, private equity sale, um, uh, or, <clears throat> or a crypto sale or an investment sale. Uh, so that's the first thing. And, and then once you're abroad, the capital gain... Um, is deferred from the UK. So it's still charged in the UK, it's still reportable in the UK, uh, and it's deferred for up to five years. So if you stay outside the UK as a tax resident for five tax years, five full tax years, then it becomes tax-free. Now, the important thing there is it, it's five full tax years to, to make sure that it's capital gains tax-free. It's not five calendar years. So you can't, if, if you leave on uh, the 1st of January, 2022 and you can't return five years later on the 1st of January 2027 because that's not five full tax years it's actually only three so actually the, the period of risk is actually up to seven years depending upon your timing so uh, you can leave on the 1st of April you can then have five full tax years and return on on the 10th of April after five full tax years and, and that will cover that. But generally, the uh, uh, HMRC look at a seven-year period for for the um, uh, the period, uh, seven calendar year period, for the date of going expat to returning to potentially claim something on the capital gains. So timing is everything. When you leave the UK, when you start making the, the decision to sell, when you receive the funds, so obviously, if the sale completes on the 6th of January, um, there's a whole 364 days before the first full tax year starts. So you have to complete the sale um, by the 5th of April to then for, it to, for the next tax year to count as, as one, the first full tax year of, of your exemption.
Okay, so the year of sale is zero, and then you five full tax years as expat um, for the benefit to be non-resident. If you go shorter, that's okay, but you will get at least 100% of the tax um, uh, if you've not been out of the UK for more than three full tax years, with the potential for them to review it and, and tax all your worldwide income, gains, dividends and interest uh, for that. So, you know, th th this is the interest. Three full tax years is always a key uh, for any of these expat decisions. But for capital gains, it's five full tax years that you need to consider. Um, is it worthwhile? Is it worthwhile to save the 20% capital gain potential on, on crypto sales or uh, investment sales or business sales? It, it depends upon the volume. So if you're selling crypto and, uh, or investments, uh, you, you can sell and take the gain uh, up to the capital gains tax allowance. And again, I'm using round figures um, for this verbal presentation of, of around just over 12,000 pounds. So you can realize 12,000 a year capital gains from crypto um, or um, uh, investment sales <clears throat> or share sales without having a UK capital gains tax liability. Okay, so that, if that makes sense. So every year you can, you can do that. Uh, that. That gives you a, a, an option to progress and develop that, that opportunity um, uh, to draw down the income. But if you've got 100,000 or 200,000 or half a million or a million or 5 million or 100 million that you want to realize in a the game, then the, 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 the timing and, and the management and the opportunity to go expat um, for a period to, to, to save that 20% capital gains tax becomes well worthwhile. Uh, but the timing of the decision needs to be taken to go expat. And then there needs to be a commitment uh, with capital gains avoidance of at least five full tax years. It's um, <clears throat> a gray area with, with pensions about whether it's three years or five years because pensions come under income tax um, but you know again that that's a slightly different area to to consider uh, but essentially for business uh, investment share sales or crypto sales or any other capital asset um, uh, if you go expat the timing is to make the go expat get your tax residence residency visa and your tax resident registered as a non-resident um, uh, abroad from the UK before you start claiming that that expand, uh, that that, <clears throat> uh, that is, before you start making that capital gains uh, disposal uh, and negotiation and agreement, and then you have to stay out up to five years to get that relief. Um, have in mind that when you choose a jurisdiction like Cyprus. There's zero capital gains on investments on crypto, uh, zero capital gains on business share sales, uh, or um, and as well as the investments, and <clears throat> so you, you can establish uh, a tax residency in Cyprus uh, connected uh, to the EU and, and operate there 
uh, in a, a low tax environment with no dividend tax, no um, interest tax, and no uh, capital gains tax on your business uh, and uh, dividend income for the whole of the five years that you're living and working abroad. Um, there are other advantages to jurisdictions like Cyprus and other jurisdictions, but to get more guidance on timing, dividend payments, interest payments, um, or capital gains, and making the arrangements for that, or, or for income timing, uh, going out or coming back from your country of tax residence. All those services are covered in the product retained client service, which is an online advice and guidance for, to get answers to those questions. It's, a, it's an art, it's not a science. Uh, we can give you the best advice, and if you need to a deep dive and a report or consultant reviews, we can do that as well. Uh, it's all available. To, you can contact us through our live chat at productpartnership.com, uh, or you can register on the retained client service, have free reviews with consultants, and, and get the guidance that you need um, to make sure that your timing of dividends interest payments and the arrangements for those and the agreements for those or you know administering your personal service company or your your, your business administration and realizing your gains and um, all that services uh, and advice is available through product partnership through the product retained client service thanks for listening join us next week where we're talking about a similar topic but next time we're looking also at using the split year, which has additional opportunities, but additional risks. Um, thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you again next time.